All right, welcome to another episode of Awesome People with, well, Iman Hushman. It's kind of weird to say that, but I like the name, and that's the name that I'm going with. And the main purpose is not even <laughs> saying my name. The name, the main purpose is talking about all the awesome people that I get to have chit chat with on a almost daily basis now. That's the beauty of coronavirus. It allows us to do this kind of stuff. There's no way that I would have been able to spend so much time catching up with my talented friends my community leader friends, my um, good-hearted friends, you know, so it's, it was fun doing it with Tehran a couple of nights ago. I have a great guest tonight. I'll wait until I say who it is in a second, even though I know you know who it is because it says on the YouTube link. But tomorrow night, I have Pita Milanian from LA. On Saturday, I have the entertainer Farzi Loco. On Monday night, it's going to be the one and only Maz Jabrani. And so it's been a it's been a fun little thing to live sessions. And... Um, I just want you guys to know that the purpose is to introduce you to really the most awesome people that I know on earth. And tonight I have the great pleasure of having uh, a very talented human being, a very good hearted human being, uh, Canada's first uh, celebrity Persian DJ slash MC slash host. Uh, he's been a TV host on places like uh, Radio Javan and Manoto TV. If you're Persian, you probably know known but if you're not persian it's great to know a person like this that works so hard to bring his community together in toronto in canada and uh, just in general in persians all in all as was it august or so we were doing the modern talking tour in canada and had two great nights with this man and his girlfriend who's also a very talented dj dj lady star i think it's time to just go ahead and welcome the one with the beautiful hair, the beautiful smile, the cool glasses, DJ Bliss. What's up, DJ Bliss? Drum roll. Let the drum roll come in, baby. How you doing, Iman? Oh, man, I'm so excited. I know you're from Shiraz, so I have my Shiraz wine, too. Yeah. Oh, look at that. You're a step ahead of me. I'm having some blue wine, bro. Have you ever had blue wine? I've had glue wine, which is from German stuff, but blue wine, I, I, that looks like hypnotic. Is, are you sure that's not hypnotic, the drink that was popular in the 2000s? No, no, no. Honestly, this is no word of a lie. This is a, uh, a wine that has no artificial color. It actually comes from Ontario, and somehow it turns blue. I don't know why, but it's 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 crazy it's 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 a it's a lady drink i i stole stars drink <laughs> well you know in canada you guys have a lot of unique things and so i wouldn't be surprised that you guys have blue wine it's true it's it's sweet man next time you come in i'll treat you to some blue wine thank you man i can't wait to cross that border again to one of the nicest country with the most welcoming of people um so we're going to get to the fun stuff in a little bit but I want you to give the elevator pitch for those of you, who, those who don't know who Adas is, who DJ Bliss is. Why don't you? Yeah, who you are. Okay, so first of all, uh, Iman, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's literally, uh, it's, it's always great to talk to you, let alone be on your show. You, it's, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I wanted to say hi to whoever is watching this live right now, as well as whoever is going to watch the repeat. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I do hope that uh, if you spend the time with us, and thankfully you are, uh, you do walk out of this a little bit, hopefully, 
um, better off because uh, I hate to waste people's time, and that's my biggest pet peeve. Like yeah. the, my personal biggest thing in life is I hate to literally have my time wasted, even when it comes to movies, entertainment. Maybe we'll get to that hopefully. So mm. that's that. Um, in terms of me and uh, a little bit of a elevator pitch, uh, I am a you know internally I'm a big geek. Uh, uh, I don't think a lot of people can tell that because by the way life has worked out and from the look of things, right? <laughs> I'm probably not a geek. You know, I don't qualify to be one, but. Uh, but I am. I am. I love. Uh, I love sciences. I love biology. I. I was. I, I was always big into that kind of stuff. Um, uh, extracurricular activities when it came to school. I was always huge on those. And uh, you know, I, I. I don't know, man. Believe it or not, I was studying law before I dropped out and became a full entertainer and DJ. So, uh, for me, uh, I still to this day. People ask me, you know, what kind of music do you listen to in your car when you're out? And I'm like, you know what? Believe it or not, I don't listen to music. It's <laughs> only audible podcasts. Uh, you know, like I used to listen to radio, but not even that anymore because I figured that was that wasted a lot of my time. Right. Uh, with bad, ne bad and negative energy, anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, you were very kind enough, and you did a little bit of an intro. Uh, entertainment has been uh, paying the bills uh, for the past decade or 12, 13 years, really. Uh, but uh, my thing is I consider myself uh, a creative entrepreneur. That's what I think I would call myself more than anything else because there's been so many other things I've done and I keep on doing that really don't have much to do with DJing, but everybody knows me as DJ, so that's why I usually get that. Yeah, and we're and we're we're definitely gonna get into all the creative things that you do, and you know it's so weird, man. In so many ways, I I consider you as like my soul brother, man. It's just like there's been so much so much uh, similarities in the in the thing. I mean, you're you're definitely much more entertaining, and you're much more like charismatic, and you're nah, but don't you're say stylish. that. No, no, trust me. Listen, I know my pros and cons. Like you, <laughs> you get, like the style. I could never pull off the stylish stuff, you know. But like, I, I just knew like at the, at the core of what you do for the last six, seven years, whenever I would see what you're doing, I was like, oh my God, like, I really just feel like we're just brothers separated at birth or something. And like, we just have been doing the same exact stuff. And it's been such a treat to see all the creative things that you've been doing, you know? Well, Iman, honestly, like, I don't want people to think like we're uh, blowing each other's horns or anything, but when you do entertainment and when you're in this line of work you come across like thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people across yeah. you know throughout the decade or decades so uh one thing that i always tell people is even when it comes to relationships when it comes to talking when it comes to hangout when it comes to business anything uh after you know pattern people's personalities and you kind of start kind of seeing past that facade a little bit more and uh to be honest like you said me and you haven't known each other for decades but uh the few times that we have had the the hangout or we've talked it's always been such a heart to heart and yeah. you know right to the point and i think uh i, I kind of put uh, i always tell people that especially my 
those around me that, uh, you know, entertainment has its ups and downs and bads and goods. But one of the good things that it does give you is that it gives you a fresh perspective that a lot of people fail to have because you go through so many personalities dealing with them, whether it's on the front end or on the back end. And then you have to make things work, uh, you know, for the audience to enjoy themselves without you, without them realizing there are ever any hiccups and right. then kind of making that happen. Uh, you learn a lot on how to deal with people and who are your type of people who aren't, and you definitely are, are a star yourself. So uh, Thanks, it's, it's, it's great that you're doing this by the way. Thank you. I, th I think our, our, our connection is our relatability, you know, like the entertainment, a, um, it's a very stressful, very up and down, very uh, um, unpredictable type of industry. And so when, when you come across somebody that you can connect with, that you can actually be related, like actually relate with, uh, it's almost like a partner in crime, you know? So even though you've been in Canada, um, I've also enjoyed our conversation because we can share our problems, we can share our challenges and yeah. you know, use our, our respective experiences to uplift each other, you know, and really the one of the main purposes of awesome people with this, like this thing that I'm doing is that everybody needs a little, a partner in crime, you know, and like, 100%, I, I, just, yeah. and I just, I just want, I just want the people that watch us here to, to know that, you know, everybody goes through challenges and that there are people like you that are willing to always be a lending hand and share their advice, share their, um, share, share their life lessons. I don't think enough people, they share their life lessons, you know? And so, yeah. so you're right. I hope that people who watch today get to walk away with something. If they have a passion in entertainment, hopefully you'll be able to be a, another person that they can turn to for advice because I know that you're always there to help people, you know? And so, um, yeah. the people that I've been carefully selecting to be a part of this whole, this show is have been always people that have always helped me in some shape or form, you know? And like, I feel like that's a characteristic trait that is not seen with enough people. And so um, I have, I've appreciated your friendship and I appreciate the professional you bring into, into the entertainment arena. And so let's have a good time, you know? Um, yeah, let's do it, baby. So, so my man, like, uh, obviously, uh, why don't you just tell me about how you are combating the coronavirus? Like, tell me, tell me how it's really affecting you uh, as an entertainer. Also, you own a very cool restaurant, which you can touch on that as well, too, in, in Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's happening with all that stuff, you know? A hundred percent. Look, honestly, just like anybody else, uh, Corona was a huge shock to me as well as the community that I operate in, uh, be it um, the Canadian community or the Iranian community. Um, and it was it was difficult and it still is, it just as I assume it is for everybody. Uh, however, I, uh, you know, as I told you, because I, I, I like to read and study and a lot of uh, listening to, you know, politics and world affairs, uh, I actually knew from late December, early January, that this was going to be a thing that will literally change our lives. I just didn't know it would do it this quickly, mm. to be honest. I was, uh, I knew it was bound to happen. I knew it was, it would 100% come here. I, I remember I was actually talking to my partner at my at the bar, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Listen, man!" And this is exactly when Wuhan started locking down. Like 
Wuhan started locking down and I went to him and I said, listen, Canada is not stopping travelers from China. You know what that means? And he's like, what does it mean? I'm like, that means we, we are going to get this too. And as a matter of fact, this was nobody in January, is doing right? Like mid January. This is, this is actually like, January 18th, 19th, before I actually went on uh, my vacation for my birthday. But uh, he was like, no, this is just something small. And I was like, no, 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 watch, it will come here. And then what do you know, March 8th or 10th, Yeah. Uh, there was directives that, you know, like, I mean, listen, before they, the government, local government here actually came and said, you got to close down, people started panicking and they stopped going out so like our bar which is you know is still in its infancy uh was getting hard hit just like every other hospitality industry out there and uh and it was it was difficult like we actually before the government even set to close down we shut down like monday monday through thursdays uh, uh, sunday through thursday and we only did two weekends of friday saturdays because that's the only thing we we're doing and even they were doing very bad so eventually by the second weekend the government said you have to shut down we just shut down and uh and to your question of how i cope with it for the first two weeks i think you're kind of still in a state of disbelief you know mm -hmm. what i mean you're like how the hell did this even happen? You know what I mean? Like, how did we get here? Because you know, and everybody knows, life has changed as we know it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, everything's changed. The, the social fabric of society has changed. The very, like, you can't even go see your parents. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't get worse than that. I don't know about you guys, but here, yeah, oh, we no, cannot even go. Yeah, you know, we can't even go see our parents. Like my pa my pa my dad's like over sixty five years old. He's basically he falls within the risk area, mm -hmm. and uh, you know he's had a prior uh, history of health history uh, with uh, a minor stroke, and I cannot risk him because you know I haven't seen him in like three weeks, and it it pains me just like everybody else. But anyways, to the point. Uh, it was difficult. The first two weeks, um, <laughs> I guess we're just trying to, you know, in disbelief, think that this was a temporary thing. It was just like a vacation and we're going to go back to normal in two weeks, in three weeks. And it didn't happen and it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, literally three nights ago, I was talking to Star, my partner, uh, and I was like, babe, this is not going to end. And the more I talk to people who are in the loop and the more I listen and the more I read, this is going to be the at least moving forward for another year and a half, two years. This is going to be until a vaccine is worldwide available and used. This is going to be a new absolutely life. And for us, especially in the world of entertainment, where we, we, are, we thrive by the necessity to actually uh, reach out to the audiences and you know make their day uh, that's how we make a living mm, literally things are not going to be the same within the next two years so uh, we got to start thinking how we're going to have to live moving forward and by just sitting on our asses and saying you know things are going to get better nothing is going to get better so so let me let me pause you and interrupt you for one second 
when you say a year and a half, two years, you think like in a state of lockdown, that's what's going to be? Or by the time it's truly no, no. behind us kind of stuff? No, 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 no. It's like not going to be. The impact that you're saying is a year and a half, two years. Yeah, look, here's the thing. Um, and, 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 and uh, I mean, listen, uh, if somebody's watching this like 10 years from now, they're obviously going to be like, what the hell are these people talking about? But even if people are going to watch this two years from now, they're still going to be able to relate and understand and see what I where I mean with this. But uh, there are some because, you know, through my what I do with Manoto and the shows I do there, um, there, there are a lot more political, uh, economical uh, shows like uh, yeah. such as Debbing TV. So we do do a lot of interviews with different people. Uh, one of the most brilliant people that I, I interviewed with uh, last week, actually, he was saying that uh, out of all the leaders, uh, although this is hard to say and it pains me, uh, Trump is actually, while not handling the situation good right now, he does have a point in saying that, you know how recently he just wanted to open everything up by Easter, right? So essentially what my uh, friend said uh, was this, and I'm gonna rephrase it as short as possible. Uh, a bigger problem, yes, uh, Corona risk uh, has a fatality rate of one to four percent, depending on where in the world you are. Low fatality rates, and in nations where you know developing nations, they have crazy fatality rates because they cannot deal with the health adverse effects of it and keeping people on life support. Uh, but what he said was this, he said, listen, how many months do you think every government, any government can keep people in their homes and keep the economy shut down? There is a limit to that because the government at the end of the day is just like me and you. It's just a huge pocket as opposed to a small bank account. So they only have a certain amount of money before they run out. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, in the in the first world nations, like uh, advanced nations, we are talking anywhere between, you know, depending on how good the government is, uh, between two to four months of support for the entire country before the governments have to put a break on things and say, well, wait a second, we're running out of our money here. And what the fuck are we going to do now? So um, humans have learned to live with a lot of dangers. We have learned to live with you know, cars and driving. A lot of people don't think that, but every time you get into a car and drive, you have a one in a 7,000 chance of dying. Mm. But nobody ever thinks about that. You know what I mean? Uh, we are living with flu. We are living with cancer. We are living with so many different things that are contagious, measles. You know, there are so many different things that humans have accepted that this is the reality of life. I need to get out there and still earn the bread. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so... In short, uh, the only reason that quarantine is important right now and staying home is important right now and social distancing is because we are essentially only giving lifeline to our government and our healthcare providers to get their shit together, get enough ventilators, get enough PPE, so they could actually handle the incoming traffic. That's all that the government is trying to do. They're not trying to find a vaccine. They're not trying because that takes two years, 18 months to two years. They're not trying to find the solution to this because that also takes time. And obviously, when it comes to vaccine, the worst thing you want to do is to rush it and have 
adverse effects from the vaccine itself. So nobody wants that because you're going to give the vac anti-vaxxers a whole different argument if you do that, mm -hmm. especially right now. So you you got to be very careful with vaccination. So here's what I think is going to happen within the next two to three months. The especially the sooner Trump get his shit together as the leader of the fucking free world. I'm sorry for the language. Oh, I just okay. had to. Don't worry. Uh, he needs to get his shit together. He needs to start mobilizing all the power and the muscle that the U.S. has and put it into the good use that it can be used. So all essentially they have to do what they did for World War II, repurpose yeah. all the factories and start producing not only for United States, but for everybody else yeah. what the world needs. Sanitizers. Sorry to cut you off, but you know what I was just thinking of is the fact that on Tuesday, I think it was, for the first time ever, I saw a human element of Trump where he was answering this question during the task force briefing. And he basically said, he admitted to saying that he was kind of like dismissing the seriousness. He, he was saying that, what did you want me to do? Tell people that it's the end of the world. I was trying to be optimistic and give hope. And like, you can actually, for the first time, I, first saw, time. I, agree. I, I saw, agree. I saw a real Trump. I'm not saying yeah. that it was a smart Trump. But it was no. a real Trump, you know, and I was like, it's almost as if he was talking to a group of friends. Like for the first time, I felt like I was actually behind the curtain. And I, and I respected the fact that, OK, at least he's come clean. He's come clean with his um, with his um, intention. But sometimes even the best of intentions are not the best thing to do, you know. And so no. his intentions, I get it, but they were wrong. This was one of those things that you should not have been taking it lightly. But anyway, the mm -hmm. point is that, you know, what's done is done. But it was very interesting to see Trump talk like that. And like even even like Jim Acosta from CNN, and you know how CNN just loves to bash on Trump. Even sure. Jim Acosta was like, I saw a Trump that I've never seen before, you know, never because, seen before, because he course. even he was like he was like it was chilling to sit there and see a real Donald Trump, you know. So I, I just hope that um, um, that, you know, we, we've learned from what the, what what's what's been happening and that moving sure. forward that we make all the right decisions. For everybody, because yeah, we can't turn off the economy forever for all for the reasons you, you just can't. mentioned. However, there, there's you can't you can also not turn it on immediately right now because no. then the pandemic is going to kill so many people that that's going to hurt the economy. So it's a very fragile and from you know part of the world that we're in right now, and um, you know the next two to three months are going to be critical as far as it's like, going to be really, critical. Really, the the magnitude of effect. Listen, as, as somebody in the world of entertainment, and this is sad to say, but we're not going to have a summer this year. I'll oh, tell I, you that. I, I've, I've ex exclusively entertainment. I consider it done for 2020. I mean, Correct. Like, all, all, the rest of 2020 is a write-off. Yeah. Yes. Is a write-off. As a matter of fact, as I said, by the time the U.S. Uh, and I think Donald Trump, and, and this is what hurts me. Although you're right, and on Tuesday he came out clean, he's still frigging like not getting like that. He doesn't totally get it. <laughs> he doesn't. No, he's still trying to fight it. Yeah. The sooner he comes to the to the understanding. Yeah. And here's the thing, dude. All of Canada is in a state of lockdown, and we're not even one tenth as bad as United States is oh, right yeah. now. Oh, it's bad. U.S. is terrible, and you have people still going to festivals. I can't believe two weeks ago in Florida there were spring breaks. Man, what I'm in this shit, bro. Oh, it's horrible. It's because of the governor of Florida. Actually, I'm in Florida right now. I'm in Miami. So, like, the governor of Florida was so uh, like he just shut it down like yesterday. What? I mean, it's, a it's, fucking it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. like he just wanted that money. Okay, do you understand that after that spring break, 
our numbers in Canada shot up through the roof because know, so many of these north. kids went to Florida and they're all back. What do you think is, is going to happen in Florida in two weeks, bro? It's going to be a disaster. Oh, it's actually right now, Florida is really, really bad, especially Miami-Dade. I mean, it's really bad. Everywhere's going to be bad in a couple weeks. They got anyway, a lot we, of we, old people. We don't want, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's a retirement capital. Home. Where'd you go, dude? Uh, Sorry, you know, dude. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we don't want to be uh, all Debbie Downer-ish about this, but it was a very yeah. interesting perspective to hear from you. What we're going to do, especially because now that we talked about the challenges, there's a there's a little commercial that I want to share as a little one minute break, uh, because I, I hope that we get to help out a lot of small business owners anyways. That's what we're doing with Unite and Conquer. Mm -hmm. That's what my team and I are doing because EE is in a comatose for a undetermined amount of time. My of Unite and Conquer team and Night Owls team are really trying to help a lot of people. So we're going to step away for one minute to just enjoy this little promo. And we'll be right back with the one and only DJ Bliss. Don't go anywhere. Don't. Need some space? Introducing the Space Stick. Perfectly crafted to keep you exactly six feet away from others. Your order will also include the body grip to free up your hands to enjoy that OJ. Order now for just $9.99. All jokes aside, now more than ever, you need to be mindful of your health, look out for your loved ones, and take social distancing seriously like we are right now. With your free time, we encourage you to invest in yourself personally and professionally. And that's what we're here for. As experienced business, branding, and video content specialists, we want to help you create a strong foundation to withstand the storm. And since we're all in this together, we want to offer you a free coaching session. We would love to help everyone, but unfortunately with limited bandwidth, we're only able to select a few businesses. So click on the link below and in our bio for more information and to apply now. Let's unite and conquer. conquer. How many seconds? All right, so we're back and hopefully um, you enjoyed that little commercial. And if you're a small business owner, my man or my woman, uh, I feel you, Aras feels you. Uh, we're all in this thing together, man. Like this is where we truly unite, where we conquer together. Uh, my heart goes out to every single entrepreneur, every single small business owner that has been impacted. And as somebody who has a company that has been devastated with uh, this whole situation, um, I'm just glad that we have the United Conquer and Night Owls team that can try to be a support group for all of you. So if you're watching this, I don't care where in the world you're watching it, uh, just know that we're here for you and hopefully we can have a coaching session with you. Um, we're back here with DJ Bliss. DJ Bliss, you were going to say something and you were going to wait until the commercial break is well, done. Cheers. I was going to say, uh, yeah, cheers, bro. Uh, <laughs> chin chin. <laughs> Salamati. Or as I like to say in Farsi, Beshadi. Beshadi. Uh, yes. I like I saying like that now. Like um, uh, my man, listen, I wanted to say, first of all, I really dig that artwork behind you. I don't know who did that. It's that crazy. dude, this is my nephew, man. Parsa. No. Yeah, dude, my, my nephew is, I know I'm biased, but he's one of the most talented artists that I know. Uh, oh my Cino goodness! Art. Yeah, man, this guy is great, man. It's it's unbelievable. Shout out to Parsa. If you guys follow him, in, follow him on Instagram, Parsino, P A R S I N O, Parsino on Instagram. Follow him. Um, but go ahead, you were saying. Yeah, I was gonna say. First of all, I love that. I'm gonna follow him, and I'll definitely be getting something from him. Uh, that's number one. And number two is, uh, uh, you know. 
I, I think I think one of the as as you said, somebody you know we've been affected by this. And just to wrap up what we said from before, uh, within the next three four months, people have to get back out there. However, parties, concerts, games, everything is going to be on hold until there is a cure because until there is a vaccine. cure or vaccine, uh, one of them. So uh, a lot of things will not be normal, especially for people like us who are in the world of entertainment. Uh, you know, if you if you operate restaurants, bars, you know, uh, events, banquet halls, uh, you're pretty much this is a time where you have to start getting creative and uh, you have to start thinking out of the box. Uh, and and one thing that you're doing, which I really appreciate, is that you guys are as a team rising to the occasion and trying to, you know, offer solutions to people business owners, entrepreneurs on how you can help them. Uh, and I know that you don't do uh, only, you know, because there's so many companies out there that just do like, you know, Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising. It's not about that with you. I know that uh, truly uh, you want to help people out. And and if, if I know anybody in the US, I would definitely suggest to them to reach out to you guys, especially because Thank you. I know the level of passion that you have about what you do. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, not even just me, man. My whole team, like, we're literally... Well, by you, I mean your team. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean no, you. I know. It's, but, it's but, a night owls, yeah. But do you remember, Aras, like, it was, I believe, like, four or five months ago we talked, and, you know, I know, of I, know course. That, I know you were going through... um a, a, a patch. Like, yeah, a turbulent time, and, um, and if you recall, I, I told you the same thing that I'm telling everybody else right now. This is a time to connect with your community. It's mm -hmm. time, This is not a time to pull back. It's not a time no. to go under a rug, under no. a rock. You know what I mean? We all are fighting our demons. We all are fighting our challenges. And yes. we need to confront them. We need to face them. We need to embrace them. We need to embrace our imperfections, our, um, our failures. Do you know what I mean? And like, Absolutely. And, and I'm so glad that you didn't deprive the world of DJ Bliss and Aras, man, because I know, like, I loved your comeback, man. I love what you were doing. And, and this is right now, right now, yeah. more than ever before, is what we're telling all small business owners, yeah. all entrepreneurs, all, right. all influencers, the same exact Get thing. Get out that there, I was, yeah. Yeah, and like, I mean, I didn't come up with that idea. Like, when I was doing all my research, when I was going through my difficult times, um, I was like, man, that's right, man. I need to, I need to connect. I need to share. I need yeah. to, like... I need to I need to help others so that it can help me, you know, because yeah, there is no 100%. great there is no greater gift than when you're able to help somebody else, you know. Like Absolutely. I genuinely I genuinely believe that. And uh, I, I, for any small business owner out there that is going through a horrible time right now, and actually I saw a friend of mine who's a restaurant owner, and he put up a very stark uh, statistic in America that when this is all said and done, over a hundred thousand. Um, like um, self-owned restaurants are going to be shut down, like not not starting up again. You know what yeah, I mean? And I, I, hope I, that, I hope that you beat those odds up there at the G-Spot in Toronto or Richmond, Canada. Um, yeah. But the point is that the only way that, that you can beat that statistic is by doing exactly what I'm doing right here and what you're doing right here. You know, like yeah. you yeah. have to leverage your, your network. I don't care if it's 100 people or if it's 100,000 people. You have to continue to inspire educate and motivate other people man and, and like in some shape or form i feel like when you put it out in the world it's going to be reciprocated and it's going to open up some doors you know dude i can't say it any better uh i just want to say something that a lot of people uh and, and, and i guess in 
and then an, ex an extension to what you were saying. Uh, first of all, uh, yes, you did uh, motivate me to get out there, and I, I wasn't, and I'm glad that you did that. Uh, not because of me, because of exactly what you said. Uh, I decided to help others more than I would, and by do in doing that, uh, it makes me happy. In, in and I think uh, uh, part of the problem is a lot of people think because this is a pandemic and because this is physically distancing people, they need to go in their own uh, kind of zone and uh, you know start cutting everything. But like you said, this is the time that we need to start reaching out and helping and and seeing you know. Who are the vulnerable people? The uh, because don't forget, if you work in an office, if you work in a nine to five job, if you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if you're a anything uh, accountant, uh, you would still be fine come three months when the government says go back to work. But now you got to understand all those people who were throwing the concerts for you, the DJs, the musicians, the bars, the the restaurants they are going to suffer for the next two years. So yeah. if you don't reach out and help them out, if you don't pick up the phone right now and help your local restaurant and say, let me order something takeout from you because I know you're suffering. Yeah. Uh, dude, I know that every day I talk to my restaurant suppliers, between three to six restaurants are closing. And a lot of them are not new. A lot of them are, you know, multiple locations. A lot of them are, you know, uh, good brand names. One of the ones that just closed 40 years in operation, they couldn't hold it any longer. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a tragedy. It's a, tra a tragedy by definition, but uh, coming together and helping each other out uh, as, a, as, as, as humans have always done uh, is the only way that we're going to survive this as a, species and community and and you know what um well, let me ask you what are you guys doing at your restaurant how are you guys like what what, what is what is the plans for you guys well unfortunately because we just opened in august and by the time this all happened we only had about six seven months under our buckle yeah under our belt um uh, we are not in a position where we could even do takeout yet because we haven't we never actually got to that level of name and branding that it would help us with takeouts and uh, deliveries. Uh, so personally, we're closed uh, for the time being altogether. It's been about three weeks a month now. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's tough, man. Like we got twenty thousand uh, dollars rent alone. Uh, mm. That that is just you know it just breaks your back. But. Uh, uh, you know, well, at, I, at, what, I, at what point are you guys? Sorry to cut you, but at what point do you guys have to make a decision of are you going to ride this out or try to ride it out? And and you know, like, is is that the tough decision that you guys have to? I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, 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 like, it's okay. Because, but because the reason why I want this to be like a very raw conversation is because when I saw that hundred thousand people, mm -hmm. uh, like restaurant owners, and you as an entrepreneur in the hospitality industry of as course. well. Like I, I'd, I'd love to just kind of get into your head and your partner's head in like how you are planning to do this. And I think, and I think honestly, the community needs to realize the pressure that you guys are in. You know, so if they are in the Richmond yeah. Hill area, if they are in Toronto area, that they they reach out to these mom and pop type of places. Absolutely. So, so, so what 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 do you how how are you navigating through this right now? Uh, to be honest, 
we don't even know yet. We don't know mm. how far we could weather it out. Um, I know that me and my partner have discussed this and I know like within, you know, two to three months, we're going to be okay uh, mm. if, if it lasts that long. But then the problem is, as I told you, even if people go back to work uh, within three months, which they should, because the society needs to move on and economy needs just to keep on rolling. Yeah. They're not going to be going out and sitting down and dining out and that's what I keep on partying. Yeah, that's what I keep on telling people. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to do that. So by the by by definition, uh, that number that your friend said a hundred thousand across America, I actually think that's to be honest. From I'm what I hear calm. in Canada, I think that's a very conservative figure. Uh, this is going to be a testing time for all entrepreneurs. Uh, who have and want to start new things because as you know entrepreneurs by default take risks for doing things uh, and this is this is one of those times that you know it's really going to catch us uh, I guess what it all comes down to is how deep your bank bank account is how much can you weather it out uh, because I, I tell you this uh, when we when we were talking to our industry people, we were saying that two-thirds of uh, the restaurant industry and nightlife industry is going to wipe out within the next two years hmm. because I that. they just don't have it. it matter how much money you've got. There's only a certain amount that you could go in. And, and if you're smart, you're going to cut your losses early and just throw in the towel and say, listen, like bad timing, bad luck, whatever. So, uh, so, so I've, I've been, what I've been thinking is that those who can ride out the storm will actually have a monumental comeback of sorts because the mm -hmm. ones that unfortunately are going to get washed away from the storm, uh, for whatever yeah. reason, they throw the white towel or they are actually washed away because they couldn't sustain it. Sure. Um, there's going to be a, almost a double of load of events and people that th those, the other part of the people are going to have to service now. And so it's, it's all about like the way I'm doing it for EE, I've had to trim the fat as much as possible, limit yeah. my overhead and let her ride, let her ride and hope that the tide will turn. And then all of a sudden you know, there's, there's going to be now two seasons worth of couples that are going to get married. You know, now there's all these, yeah, because they all held out, they all they held, held out, out and they're going to do it as, as soon as and, it's done. And, and, um, you know, us humans, uh, historically during, crises and pandemics and depressions and recessions we automatically turn to each other we fall in love more we get married more we need to start celebrating more you know so like all these gonna have more coronials more, more coronials for sure whether it's through wedlock or not you know and so um you know it's it's gonna be so so my my recommendation for anybody especially in the entertainment industry because that's the one that i can speak to is you know just trim your expenses and try to ride it out because if you can make it through the storm, the sun is going to shine, you know, and, and mm -hmm. because I also believe that on the other end, uh, the community is going to rally around the, 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 the hospitalities, the restaurants, the mom and pop shops, like cheesecake factories are not going to get the support. It's going to be the local restaurant. It's going to be the, mm -hmm. the individually owned places, you know, the, the two partners mm -hmm. with DJ bliss who also, you know what I mean? Like, and that's where social media marketing is so key. That's where the connection with your mm. community through social media is key, is to continue to put out the message, to let them know that, hey, we're going to be here. 
when the storm is gone, you know? And I have full confidence in you, man. I have full confidence in you and G-Spot opening up. I appreciate it, man. Uh, honestly, I think just like any other tough times for any any tough situation for any business this is this is something that is a tough situation globally so anybody who wants to any entrepreneur that wants to in any field survive this uh storm they have to get creative yeah the only way to survive this is to get creative it's the money alone is not going to be the issue because even if you have the bankroll to actually finance yourself and kind of last a little bit longer, you're still going to have to figure out how are you going to repurpose your space and how are you going to work around your services to now cater to an, a paranoid audience who doesn't want to uh, have delivery because they don't know if the cook was sick, they don't know if the delivery guy was sick, they don't know, you know, they want to have that food and eat it right now. and. Uh, and it's crazy. One of the reasons that like groceries are uh, going, you know, with empty shelves is because oh, yeah. it's not because people are hoarding. It's because nobody wants to buy out. That just tells you how much people were eating out. Everybody is cooking their food from scratch because they don't trust the outside food any longer. Yeah. Uh, China came up with a with with a more, uh, I guess. Uh, uh better methodology uh to actually do deliveries which i actually want to put it out there just in case somebody is watching in I'm case curious. they missed it uh so essentially what they did in china is uh, in wuhan is that um they were having a a kind of peer checking system where every delivery that comes to a house uh is gonna have a paper on it that says these are the people who came in contact with your food when they came in to work today wow so, correct so essentially this is an extra layer of kind of peace of mind that china offers to uh the you know buyers so they can look at it and they live and and by the way they also do touchless delivery so which which has been happening here too i don't know in us is probably happening there too so right now touchless delivery is happening here but they still don't have these forms where it it tells you joe work today in the kitchen preparing your food his body temperature is 24 and body 27 26 whatever and delivery guy his name is mike and his body temperature is 26 as of today uh i think as i said honestly man creativity will go through the roof uh businesses have to come up with new ways that's that on its own for restaurants is something that anybody can employ on their own that they could announce it on their social media that you know you know effective immediately we're doing body temperatures on every staff that comes in uh, also people like to know that you're supporting your staff uh, so uh you know it's it's very very important to understand that your staff that are working for you are human as well and they're going through the struggle so you have to kind of put yourself out there for the community to understand that you're supporting your staff and then they will support you in return so yeah. uh put it out there on the social media that any of our staff that don't feel well we're going to take care of them they don't need to come to work uh you know we're going to make sure they're taken care of 
so that also the staff don't have to worry about lying to you if they're sick and just come in because they want that extra 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Because as a business, it makes no sense to do that. Uh, um, I've been seeing a lot of, which is very interesting, a lot of artists at the beginning of this whole quarantine were saying that, oh, it's so terrible. Our originality, our creativity is getting, uh, you know, uh, hampered. Impacted, and it's, yeah. You know, it's getting impacted because you're just bound, bounded to the four walls around you. But mark my words, you're going to see some of the craziest innovations oh, no coming doubt. out of this uh, in, in about two, three months because at one point, you're going to be like, all right, man, this is normal life. I have to now start creating. And your brain is going to start like uh, doing the creative thing. So um, I don't know, you know, like uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh, you know, Stephen Colbert, uh, Seth Meyers. I, I'm, I'm a fan of all of them. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, they have huge sets. You know that, you know, yeah. huge budgets, huge cables behind them. The they're all working out of their couch and guess what they're still getting the same amount of views as they used to get on their regular studio videos yeah. so um, they're also learning that hey i guess we don't need all of that crazy <laughs> set all the bells to get these viewers it's all about pivoting man and so whether you're a superstar late night show host or if you're a small business owner if you don't know how to pivot during a crisis you are going to get trampled you know and 100%. So you, you have to do one of these one of these and then yeah. respond to the market and the only advice that i have for people who have a product or a service is that right now it's okay to sell but you don't have to sell something right now right now you just have to make people know that you you're here and you exist and that you're That's working your ass off you know and you're taking care of your employees you're taking care of your 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 clients your customers you know what i mean like that's all you got to be doing right now uh, some people are trying so hard to sell something when the reality is just just sympathize empathize yeah. on what's going on you know yeah all right so yeah. i want i want to ask a few of these uh these fire questions or whatever they're called you know but <laughs> actually you know what before that let, let, let me put this night owls video that's it's so bad i'm actually putting a commercial on right now but it's only because i really want us to help a lot of people so go ahead bro we're gonna, it's we're all do, for the better we're, we're gonna watch this uh, night owls commercial brandon if you don't mind putting on the Night Owl Brandon is one of our talented cinematographers, videographers, editors, and I want to make sure that people like Brandon and Trey and our team are constantly creating great content for other small business owners. So three, two, one, let's go with your blue wine.
right, so we're back. This is our last segment with DJ Bliss, my good friend and talented DJ, entrepreneur, hospitality uh, owner. And uh, DJ Bliss, I have to ask you a question right now. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Eagle. Oh, eagle. I can tell. Well, go ahead. You tell me why, though. Say it in your words. Because it's got free reign, man. Free reign. All you right. got, you're the king of the sky. You could do whatever you want. And I love to fly. Uh, who do you admire the most? Bill Gates. Wow. While I look for the next question, explain why. Uh, because he's fierce. He's a genius. He's a visionary. And the most important thing, he's a philanthropist respectable yeah man i have so much respect for him and and the way that he called out this pandemic five years ago on his ted talk i mean that just <laughs> he was right on that is that i mean that that was almost it was scary to watch that ted talk you know right? what's really funny a lot of people to this day come to me and they're like oh bill gates is so evil he he knew it was gonna happen i'm like you oh, fucking doorknobs i cannot you know, handle like, those kind of people i cannot handle those people <laughs> I, oh my god um Listen, you and I have had the great pleasure of being on stage for a lot of great, great uh, memories. You've had yours. I've had mine. We've shared a couple of great ones. That's what true. is your favorite memory on stage? My favorite memory on stage is when uh, in Vancouver, uh, we actually had a concert. It was uh, at Queen Elizabeth Theater, actually, uh, about three, four years ago. As you said, we've done a lot of shows. So um, one of the things that I do during the concerts is obviously, as you know, just DJ a little bit to fill in the gaps. But uh, I personally love the emceeing part because, you know, you get to talk to people and welcome them and, you know, create that bridge. Dude, I'm, I tell you, I, this, I still talk about it and my hair and my body stands up stands up what about the uh, hair on your head uh that's always standing up <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't realized by the way it's real i swear a lot of people are like why would you put on a wig oh, like, i God. don't um so it was the best time because dude i went in front of them i was djing for about 30 minutes at the beginning uh saucy was about to come out this big pop uh, Persian artist. Uh, so I go to introduce him. I literally, and mind you, I think this is three years ago. So I've been doing this. I've been on stage since I was about 10, 11 years old. Uh, I've never had stage fright. I never had any issues with it. I grab the mic, man. I go like, Vancouver, what's going on? Bro, it was literally the sound of this hall it was about 3300 people sold out we did modern talking they did they did, no, no, no. oh you did modern talking there so you know you know the venue you know what yeah, i'm talking yeah, about yeah it's classic bro they made this roar i just understood what it means when people say roar like it was like <laughs> and then i felt like my hair went like this <laughs> I literally paused. I just looked at like my uh, road manager, aka my boy. 
I just looked at him. I'm like, what the shit did just happen? It was so loud yeah. that I could not even understand what the fuck I was going to say next. So I literally <laughs> told them, I said, you guys make me like pee my pants a little bit. That was <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, that that rush, man, you can never replace it with anything else. It's, it's uh, a like beautiful, it's, a, it's definitely a, a rewarding feeling for sure. I was actually just, yeah, yeah I posted it just yesterday, the one from Alabi. You did, you did. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Those, those feelings, like you never forget. I mean, I, you I, can. I've taken it for granted for sure. And I was like, man, I can't wait. And I'm, I'm, I'm touring with the whole uh, Modern Talking again in August. But that's up in the air. I, I unfortunately I don't know what's gonna happen with it, and I wouldn't Iman, be surprised. You might. You're not touring. I know. Don't tell my friend who's doing it. I know. I know. Um, what was uh? What would you do with your 15 minutes of fame? I would try to help one person if I could reach out to one person and just give them what I had and pour out my heart and. If that helped one person, I would be a happy human. I, I believe that, man. You would definitely do that for sure. Um, what is your biggest addiction? Mine's Nutella biggest, in case you needed uh, some guidance. My, my biggest addiction is learning. That's a beautiful addiction to have, man. It's, it actually consumes so much of my time. I actually don't get enough done because I always want to learn. And sometimes I have to be like, okay, enough learning, move on and apply it to what you need. But uh, yeah, it's, it's always been haunting me. Well, you, you made a good point here um, because really it's the execution part. You know, there's a lot of people who they just read great quotes or they read great books and whatever. But yeah. if, you don't, if you don't execute on those ideas, yeah. and I'm actually guilty of it myself, I... I I tend to overlearn, especially in the last year or two. When you're when you're down in the shits and like you constantly want to grab onto other type of knowledge and education and information, you're like, yeah, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me. But then you forget that you have to go into the lab with a pen and a pad and start structuring. Absolutely. You know? And so that's yeah. that's definitely a very important part of it. Because you can learn all you want to learn, but if you don't apply it to what you need, it's yeah. useless. So and, why don't you why yeah. don't you share with 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 the people that uh, your favorite books, your favorite uh, coach, your favorite author, your favorite movie, like anything, like some of the favorite things and the most impo important and impactful things that you've read, learned, watched. What would it be? Who is it? Uh, because I read in a very vast area, you know, like I read economy, I read politics, I read biology, I read chemistry, I read history. I, I love, I'm a geek in everything. It's, it's, it's hard to tell people something that will apply to everyone. So what I'm going to tell, tell you is what's applicable to most people that I think everybody will benefit out of because it, it'd be pointless for me to tell them, you know, go read this book. It's great. And it's, nobody's interested in it. Uh, uh, I think you told me about uh, compound effect, right? Yeah, 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 of course. Okay, yeah. interesting. <laughs> so the compound effect. So you read and, it afterwards? You did it? Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah. I love that book, man. I love yeah, that book. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for telling me that, actually. Yeah, no problem. So the compound effect and atomic habits, uh, they're two books that are essentially on the same principle. It's just two different approaches to the same principle. Uh, I, I would tell if, if there is one read that I tell everybody to do, it's uh, the compound effect or the atomic habits. They're, they're very, very interesting. 
uh, and they tell you how with changing 1% in yourself every day, uh, you can change, uh, you could improve yourself by 36% annually. So, wow. uh, you know, to be, uh, if anybody was to think about what I just said, it means that whatever you are today, think you're going to be 30% better next year. And all you need to do is to improve 1% every day. And a lot of people think change starts with huge. And that those two books break down that belief and tell you that to be successful and to reach your dreams. And I think success means reaching your dreams. That's all I take in success. To reach your dreams and uh, uh, do them, uh, you can. All you need to do is one percent. And to be honest, it's not hard. It's very easy. It yeah, just and I mean, it's just the, the amount of people that I see that are constantly complaining about their life, especially on social media. Yeah. Like, and that same amount of time that you spend putting out all this negativity, all these complaints. It's as if like they think that they're the only people going through troubles. Going if, through if, trouble. Yeah, if everybody, yeah. if all of us were to uh, put out all of our trials and tribulations, then uh, th then everybody is freaking struggling, right? So, so obviously everybody 100%. has challenges, you know? But uh, but I, I appreciate the recommendation for Atomic Habits, you said? Atomic Habits, yeah, Atomic I'm Habits. Check that out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then if I was to say, because a lot of people don't like reading books, it's amazing. I want to read books. There is one person other than uh, myself, Iman, <laughs> that I want you to subscribe to uh, on social media. <laughs> yeah. And that's Gary V. Oh, yeah. Gary yeah, V yeah, sure. is absolutely uh, a, a, a person that talks without any filter. Yeah. tells you how things are and if you just need practical stuff not punchlines or quotations yeah follow gary v because uh the man is literally yeah at a stage of his life where he can help the masses you know what i mean and that's very something i need to remind myself a lot of because i'm personally not in a stage of life where i could help thousands yeah. my goal is to even help one person but for somebody to be in his uh, in his footsteps, uh, yeah. I, I definitely uh, enjoy him and what he's doing. Yeah, no, he's great, and he uses his platform for good, and he keeps it real, you know. And these days, you just got to be authentic, and you got to keep it real. And what um, I like is that he doesn't try to sell people anything. That's huge to me. Yeah. He doesn't sell you nothing. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want you to go on Patreon and maybe, uh, you know, whatever. He doesn't want you to sell, buy his shirts. Nothing. He's right. just giving information, and to me, that's valuable. It is. Well, my friend, uh, I, we're almost uh, at the last minute. Um, if you have any closing message, go ahead. I'm going to say thank you. Feel free to let people know where they can find you and follow you. It should already be below, but feel free to do whatever. Shout out. God bless you. Love you. And keep on doing what you're doing, man. Be a, be a light in this world and continue making people happy, man. That's what you do best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So uh, before saying my closing message, I want to thank you for the opportunity, uh, Brandon, for putting his time here and editing this live. Uh, I want to say to people that, uh, you know, if you wanted to find me, uh, my website is djbliss.ca. Uh, that's bliss, B-L-I-S-S.ca. Uh, it's always going to have my most up-to-date, uh, you know, ways of communication. Uh, and uh, I want to just tell you, tell, uh, talk to people if you don't mind, uh, whoever is going to watch this, as you said, for a couple of minutes. Uh, 
coronavirus is not the first time that humanity is struggling a war against nature. It's not going to be the last time. Uh, but I think coronavirus happened at a time where for the fatality rate and for how strong this virus is, which is not very much, uh, it's manageable. But I believe it literally put everything in perspective for a lot of humans who were kind of taking for granted what life means and what they need to do and how they need to treat each other. So a couple of things that I just wanted to share quickly is please remember while you're in the comfort of your own house to think about being kinder to mother earth and nature because don't forget we are not even specks of dust in when it comes to how small humans are uh if this virus was anything like uh you know polio or the things that came before uh, it would have devastated 20, 30% fatality rate. It would have just wiped out a huge part of the population. So I think this is literally just Mother Earth trying to tell us that we need to be more kind. Uh, so be more kind to Mother Earth. Be more kind to each other. Uh, when you're in your home quarantine, try not to get on each other's nerves because it can very <laughs> easily happen. And uh, my friend had a funny thing. He said, if somebody's getting on your nerves, even if they're eating a banana, it sounds like they're chewing on lettuce. Okay, so <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, try not to get on each other's nerves. Okay, and uh, last but not least, have hope because all of this is gonna end. Uh, life is gonna go on. Uh, this is not the end. Uh, life is so much more grand than what. Uh, meets the eyes and uh, no matter what happens uh, you're you're blessed to be alive at this moment in time because uh, I think this is a unique time to be a human and be alive and it's it's truly a blessing awesome man I love the closing words and this is why you're one of the most awesome people that I know man so God bless you your lady your family and I love you buddy thank you so much to continue to rock a lot of stages with you and be thank safe, you, thank you. Be healthy, and I'm gonna tell everybody right now that you're coming, and you're gonna be talking to me on my English show and on my Farsi show because I have both, and that will be something that uh, I'm looking forward to. With pleasure, man. With pleasure. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Be safe in camp. Thank you, thank you. God bless everybody. Peace Love out. You, Take care, brother. Take Bye. care.